What is going on, everybody? You are back on another edition of Ballin' Over Beers, a fantasy and betting show. This is the week six DFS show. I am joined, as always, by my guy, James Fitch. I am Justin Dukengeiser. But before we go any further, make sure you're smashing the like button, you're subscribing to the channel, and in the comments, leave us who your favorite stack of the week is. I think a lot of people are going to be on this Chiefs-Washington game, but it gets a little tough to build, even though you're getting a little discount at Kelsey, but we'll get there. But James, what's going on, my man? Not too much, man. Excited to uh, – I've been trying to start this new process where I don't really – I don't like doing like the first look on Monday or Tuesday. Wednesday is really when I start kind of looking at and building just some shells or maybe just kind of a general idea of what I think I want to play for the weekend. So really excited to kind of talk stuff over tonight and really get into this. Very nice. How was, uh, how was your week five? Uh, it wasn't bad. No complaints. I, I profited a little bit cash. Definitely. I went, I won hundred percent of my head to heads, uh, cashed all my, uh, 50 fifties or double ups. I mean, and then, uh, min cash to tournament and just just missed i think i missed a min cash by like three points on my big single entry so hoping to uh kind of build off of that and get a big gps hit sooner than later yeah that's awesome man yeah i, I was kind of same boat I, I don't do the cash game stuff but um you know did okay i had a pretty good sweats going and a couple of the contests that, that i was in i was up you know in the teens and I decided to do uh, a late swap. I had CD Lamb, who I thought was going to be really popular, and I tried to pivot off of him to Odell Beckham Jr., who was pretty low on. I think he came in at six percent actually, and uh, it just <laughs> it just not it, you know he was just out there running routes and doing nothing and not getting any really anything. Donovan Peoples Jones actually ended up hitting, who I was on a few weeks ago, and. But it's just crazy. Baker throws, you know, 300, 300 yards, two touchdowns, and it's like basically none to Odell. So you're, um, it is what it is on that, I guess. Your thought process there was to try to win the tournament, right? You weren't yeah. trying to yeah. min cash. You weren't trying to finish top five, top 10. Exactly. You were really trying to go for it, right? 100%. And that, that my, that's my thing. Like, if I'm going to be, well, I mean, what's the difference if you finish 10th or, you know, 42nd, like, you know, I want to, I want to win the the big money up top or, or, you know, take the, the minimal, the min cashes, I guess, it, it, you know, it doesn't really matter. There's no big difference between the teens, especially in a lot of the tournaments. Some of the ones are better if you're playing, you know, with the flatter payouts, you can win some decent prizes if you're in the top, you know, 10. Yeah. But, for the most part, you know, it's when you're in a GPP, you want to try to hit as big as you possibly can on the weeks when you're close to really maximize your, your profits, I guess. Um, the thing that I, I, even more than that, I kicked myself, cause I think that was the right move. And we, we were kind of texting and all us and AK and, um, you know, kind of discussing it. And I, I think it was the right move still, even though it didn't end up hitting because, you know, lamb hit, but he didn't really do that much compared to what his ownership was. I don't think so. Yeah, I think we talked about, I, I like two other guys probably a little bit more, but ultimately there's your lineup. But we had talked about Henry Ruggs and uh, Josh Jacobs. And I think we had talked about like, well, there's probably more ceiling with a uh, wide receiver versus a running back, right? 
Um, I had played Henry Ruggs as kind of a leverage play in one of my lineups. I, I think he scored like eight or nine points, but you know, he's a guy that you need to just really catch a 50 yard touchdown pass and really kind of get one of those big bombs, you know, that like target volume isn't necessarily going to be there. So that was kind of what I was hoping for. And he didn't really hit for me either. If, if I hit on that, I think I would have had a pretty good week too. Yeah. And the, and the biggest thing that I was kicking me with is before Locke, I was texting you guys and I was like, I was just like, man, I have a feeling Brady is going to just kill the slate. And I'm like, I got to, I, I wanted to switch to line my lineups over to hit to a Brady stacks. And I was like, nope. And I was like, I'm going to keep my burrow stacks. And I kept my burrow stacks and sure enough, Brady goes off and, uh, you know, it is that's, what it is. It's where I need to get better because I I was listening to – it was Leone and Dinkmeyer and over at Establish the Run, and they their flag plans this week were Mike Evans, Mike Williams. So they nailed that, and they said Tom Brady was going to be low-owned. Nobody's going to play him. And I just never it just never even occurred to me to play. I, I really thought that Tampa Bay was just going to come out, run the ball, just try to get out. I, I thought Miami honestly had a chance at covering that spread. And I really just thought that Tampa would be content running the ball down their throat. You know, Miami has pretty de- a pretty decent secondary and they just got shredded. Like I, the way that game went, I did not predict that at all. And that's why I didn't build those stacks. Like just, I did not see that game script going that way. And I, it was just never even a thought for me, which is kind of eye opening. Like it makes me think that I need to reevaluate kind of my process a little bit and, and, I think remove some biases that I may have. Yeah. I think that's a big thing too, is when you look back at it, it's like, all right, that was a complete blind spot. And I do, you know, it happens every week. There's just complete blind spots at points and you just got to try to figure out, okay, why was this a complete, complete, you know, blind spot for me. And, and I think just talking, touching on Tampa Bay quickly is uh, Antonio Brown is starting to look like old Antonio Brown. And if, if that is the case, that is not good for the rest of the NFL considering they still have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So watch out the rest of the NFL if he's, if he's continues to look like he is right now. Sure. Talk about, uh, talk about week six. Let's do it. All right, man. We'll start with the quarterbacks. Like we always do. There is only one quarterback above $8,000 and that is Patrick Mahomes at $8,300. After him is Kyler Murray at 79, Lamar 74, Herbert 73, Rogers 72, Dak 71. James, I think the discussion we've already kind of been having through our, our text all week is what are, what are we doing with Patrick Mahomes? Because I think I, I, he's going to be my priority this week because I feel like more people are going to want to go to the Heineke side of it. And I, I want to get Mahomes in a potential get right spot against this Washington defense who hasn't looked great pass it defense wise this year yeah i think people are going to be afraid of his price um he's usually tough to stack with just because kelsey and hill are so highly priced too i think you get a bit of a break on on kelsey this week that we'll talk about um so i I think he's going to be sub you know 10 percent, which i I think is a a good play for his price I, i think a lot of people are going to be on you mentioned heineke i think a lot of people are going to be on lamar jackson this week after his primetime monday night performance you know, being almost a thousand dollars cheaper than Mahomes, I think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards him with his rushing upside. So um, Mahomes is going to be definitely a play that I look at. I am going to look at Lamar. And then one of my other, one of my other favorite tournament plays is probably going to be Justin Herbert. Yeah, Those are probably the three guys I'm looking at for tournaments. 
I think I think Herbert's super interesting in this game because the Ravens defense, the Ravens secondary specifically, has just been not good in in him and Mike Williams. And Mike Williams' price is pretty high, and we'll get there in a little bit. But man, they have been they have been awesome so far this year from a fantasy standpoint. And uh, you know, last week we saw in in a, in a game script with Cleveland that the points just kind of went off. He had forty three attempts, four touchdowns, and almost four hundred yards passing. So. I think I think that's a pretty good call right there too. Um, you know what, what do you do with Dak because his price still seems like a pretty good discount. It's just man, does, do the Cowboys just love running the football right now? Yeah, I um, I played him last. I feel like I want to play him every week. I think this is going to be one of the weeks that I'm off of him, which means he's just going to go nuclear. But um, I don't know. You and I, we did we just did our betting show. You and I are pretty high on Dallas this week. There are kind of locks of the week. Uh, I just don't know which New England defense is going to show up. Um, and I, I just think with Herbert only a couple hundred dollars more, I think I'd rather go in that direction. Yeah, I think, I think I'm right there with you. I don't, I don't think I'm on deck this week either. Um, if you keep going below him, starts the next level at the, in the 6,000s, Matt Stafford at 6,700, Burrow 63, Cousins 62, Darnold 61. Um, that's it for the $6,000 range. And then it drops down. You know, we talked about it on the betting show. This is where we're into, we're in the bye week and we're into injury season. So um, the slates are getting smaller The you're going to have to make some tough, tougher decisions and really try to figure out where the ownership go, is going to find any leverage that you can. Do you uh, have any preferences of guys in the $6,000 range, or would you be looking lower like Heineke? Will you go to Heineke, or if there's anybody lower than that, what do you kind of think in this lower uh, price range for quarterbacks? I may look a little bit into Joe Burrow. I think at 6,300, you're still getting pretty good, a pretty good price. He's a guy that I feel like you could easily double stack with Jamar Chase and Higgins or Boyd. Um, so I will take a look at that one probably a little bit more as the week progresses. Heineke is going to be, I think, a pretty popular cash play, and he's he's probably going to be the quarterback that I go with in cash. You can jam him in at 5,800, and you can spend up on guys like Christian McCaffrey and, and if you want to try to get Devontae in there. You can play the studs. Um, Heineke just has such a um, – I would say a higher floor with his rushing uh, upside. Plus he gets a soft uh, matchup with the Kansas city defense. That's, that's given up yards and points. Um, so Heineke's probably not going to be a tournament play for me. Definitely a cash play. Yeah, that, I think that's, I think I'm, I'm going to want to see what his ownership comes in it, but man, it seems like he's already getting steamed up pretty good on Twitter and, and everywhere. So I don't know if I'll be playing Heineke in, in tournaments either. I do like the Burrow call a little bit too with the going against Detroit, who has been super soft on defense, I think. And Burrow's looked better and better every single week. The Detroit matchup is so weird to me though, because they've, I mean, they shut down Kirk Cousins. They shut down Lamar Jackson. I mean, granted Lamar had a couple of dropped touchdown passes from Hollywood Brown, but. Right. I don't know. Like the defense just isn't as bad as I think they're going to be for some reason. So that worries me maybe a little bit. Maybe I'm putting too much thought into that. It should be maybe just pop Burrow in and just know that he's going to go for 300 and they're, they're getting Mixon healthier. So I, I just wonder if, you know, before last week, they were really more of a run heavy team and then they finally let him air it out a little bit. So I, I don't know which direction they're going to go this week. 
Yeah, I, I think that it seems like the last couple of weeks that he's finally, finally can been getting a little bit more healthy and they're letting him go a little bit more. It'll be interesting to see, too, with Joe Mixon's health. You know, he didn't play much. So are they going to continue just to throw it around and let, let him <coughs> healthy if they're not going to run it? So I, I do like Burrow a little bit as, as a cheaper option at only $6,300. He does provide some saving and he does get you away from potentially that Heineke chalk. So. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk running back. Christian McCaffrey is potentially playing again, and uh, <laughs> I just so I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the DraftKings pricing right now. And you open up and click on the running backs tab, and literally every running back except for Austin Eckler and Jonathan Taylor has the questionable tag <laughs> next to it on the first thing. It's like, oh my god, that's unbelievable. But McCaffrey's back. He's by far and away the most expensive at eighty eight hundred dollars. Then it drops right down to Eckler at 79, Cook at 77, Aaron Jones 73, Nick Chubb 72, and Zeke Elliott at 71. I do think that Christian McCaffrey is a super interesting thought if you can figure a way to get him in his lineups. But I think in this range, my favorite two plays are Austin Eckler and Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Um, What's interesting is McCaffrey and Cook right now, and this is probably just due to their questionable status, they aren't projecting very well stat-wise, and maybe that'll change later on this week as we know a little bit more about their injury status. McCaffrey's a guy that I may look to cram into uh, a cash lineup with the savings that I'm getting with Heineke at quarterback, but I do like Austin Ackler. Um, We saw last week stacking him with Herbert and Williams uh, actually paid off. Uh, I mean, the likelihood of that happening again, who knows, but we did just see the Baltimore defense give up, uh, you know, uh, receiving yards to uh, Jonathan Taylor. So I'd I'd like to see Austin Eckler duplicate that work. Um, Zeke, I don't know how I haven't paid super close attention to how New England's rush defense has been this season. That, that worries me a little bit, but he's, he's been, he's been balling out lately. So I like that play too. And of course, I love Nick Chubb every week. I just want to play Nick Chubb. Just put him in. Don't even think about it. And he's always low owned because no nobody wants to play him because he doesn't catch passes. Yeah, but it doesn't even matter because he gets 20 carries, 100 yards, and a touchdown every single week. <laughs> yeah. Um, to answer your question about the Patriots' run defense, they are 17th per DVOA against the rush uh, this year. So, not they're just you know average at best in in um, high paced game high implied total team total for, for the, for the Cowboys. So I, I like Zeke is you're getting good value at that price. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of where I am with that too. Um, and like, yeah, Nick Chubb, I mean, man, it's tough to get away from that kind of production. He's been awesome this year. Down the list, Saquon $6,800. I don't think he's going to be playing. His ankle looks ridiculously swollen as soon as it happened. Um, after him is Jonathan Taylor at 66, Antonio Gibson 65, and it goes all the way down to Daryl Henderson at $6,000. And I think my two favorite plays in this range are right there at Daryl Henderson at 6,000 and Antonio Gibson against Kansas City in 65 at 6,500. The Chiefs defense is bad. Their run defense is bad. They don't have athletic linebackers or safeties, so Gibson could catch a lot of passes against them. But this this six thousand dollar range, it, I mean, it is it's an awesome range. Yeah, I'm gonna be living there this week. I think. Um, I think I was telling you my 
my favorite play and, and apparently everyone else's favorite play is going to be Jonathan Taylor. I may, I may look to work him into cash lineups, I think based on his high projected ownership, but I think he's going to smash against Houston. I, I think they're finally, they finally figured out how to get him more involved, how to get him working. So I, I love him at uh, 6,600. I think that's a steal. I, I like the Gibson play, assuming he's healthy. Um, you know, Joe Mixon, if he's healthy, it's a great play. And I love playing Swift and Hunt every week because they're they're catching passes. Kareem Hunt getting just as involved as Nick Chubb. He had more touchdowns last week, catches all the passes. Like, again, Kareem Hunt's just a guy I want to play every week. This is a tough range because there's so much value there. There's so many good running backs, and I want to play all of them. Yeah, it really is. You can make an argument for, for everybody in this range. Yonder Swift going against the Bengals in a game where I think the Bengals are going to be up. They're going to have to throw. Swift catches a ton of passes, right? So he, he's sure. gotten 11, 5, 7, 6, and 6 targets for the, through the first five weeks. Uh, you know, he's found the end zone uh, through the last three weeks. I, I think that, that you could argue to, to make him, even if you do some, you know, mini stacks with Jamar Chase and him, I think that that's a super interesting move as well. So, um, but Daryl Henderson against, against the Giants, just when Henderson's healthy, he just, he gets every carry. Like he just plays so many snaps for them. He's involved in the pass game a little bit. You know, he only had one target last week before that he had six and five targets. Um, I, I think he's in a great spot and he gets all the red zone work. So if he's fully healthy at $6,000 against this, this giants team, who's looked pretty terrible uh, so far this year. Um, I like that spot a lot for that price. If you keep going down the list, $5,900 is Chuba Hubbard. And then that goes all the way down to $5,000 in Javante Williams, who I think is actually kind of interesting. He's looked pretty good. It's just when is he going to take over that full-time job from Melvin Gordon? In this range, I think that the question uh, you got to ask yourself is not in this range. Oh, where does he go? Is Booker near? Yeah, Devontae Booker. $5,400 for the Giants. If Saquon is out, Saquon is out going against the Raiders. Um, what does that do for you as far as interest? And, in, you know, it obviously price savings wise is, is pretty good at $5,400 for back who could touch the ball. Nothing, nothing. He says absolutely zero. Zero interest. I won't be playing him. I think it's a bad matchup. Um, do we know who's playing a quarterback yet? I mean, is it? That hasn't, I have no, I don't think they've come out and said yet. I, yeah, I just, I'm not going to, I'd rather play Daryl Williams than Devontae Booker and you're saving $500 to do that. So I will not even, I don't even want to hear that name anymore. <laughs> you're over it. You're done yeah. with it. All right. Oh, what about you? No, that's, I honestly, I don't, I don't think I'm on it either. It's just the Giants offense is, is gross going against, going against the Rams. And the Rams are a team that tend, tend to have light boxes. That's kind of like what they do. But even with that, I mean, I think that he's going to be popular because of the pricing and they, everybody saw him get 16 carries and four targets last week, which, I mean, the volume is there. You really can't argue with that. So I don't know. I just, I, like you said, Darrell Williams is the other one. And I don't know if I'm going to have any of him either, to be honest. It's, it's an interesting spot, but I, I just, I don't know if I can get there. I don't know if there's like that's and right now. I think that's one of my issues right now is I, I can't, figure out if there's anybody in this low lower price range that I even have interest in. I mean, Jarek McKinnon is the other one 
the backup, the other backup for the Chiefs at $4,400. And it's like, he seems to be a guy that would be the person that they want out, you know, in running routes. And if they're going to do that, but how often is he going to even touch the ball? So yeah, what do you like in this price range down here? These guys that are 5,000 below, because I mean, Khalil Herbert's an interesting name. I, I, I'm going to stay away from him. I think a lot of his work was game script. I think it was, they were up, they were cruising. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't expect that to be the case against Green Bay, so yeah. I'm going to stay away from that. Uh, Sony Michelle maybe at 4,300. A lot of his work came when Henderson got hurt, but he was still able to score a touchdown late in the fourth quarter, even when Henderson was back in the game. So, you know, if you're really trying to cram somebody in, you know, and you're going dumpster diving, Sony Michelle maybe at 4,300, but I don't love any of these below 5,000 plays at all. Yeah, I was gonna say even like in that same backfield, David Johnson, he he, he got six targets. He's kind of their pass c- catching guy, but man, that's just it gets it gets gross quick at running back. It does. Like we said, that six that that six to seven thousand dollar range is loaded. So that's probably where I'm gonna be looking for a lot of my plays this week. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're desperate and you need savings, Tony Pollard, but he's fifty six hundred still. Chase Edmonds, 5,600 in a game, you know, if they throw a little bit more, he tends to get them the passing work. But, man, anything below the, you know, 5,500 below is just, yeah, I don't see anybody that he even remotely would interest me. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about wide receiver. Devontae Adams, most expensive on the slate, $9,000. After him, you have Tyree Kill at 8,500, Mike Williams at 8,100, and Justin Jefferson at 8,000. I think that uh, you can really make an argument for any of these guys, but if I'm stacking Mahomes, I, I want I want Tyree Kill in my lineups. It's going to be super super hard to get to guys like Devontae Adams. It is just his his target share is just it is just insane right now, right? Like 18, 11, and 16 targets the last three games. Like you almost want to find ways to jam them in, but my God, that price tag makes it hard. Yeah. These, these guys up at the top, I think we were talking about how the, I think the wide receiver position is the toughest this week because all of the, the chalk, the best plays are very expensive. Um, the quarterbacks this week are pricey. The quarterbacks that I want to play are, are pricey and I'm looking at running backs in like the mid, you know, that six to $7,000 range. There's not really cheap running backs to play. So you've got to go cheap wide receiver this week. It, it seems uh, obviously I love Adams. I love Hill. I love Mike Williams, Justin Jefferson. These are guys I'm going to be looking at for cash lineup. I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to get any of these guys. You know, I, I talked about liking Herbert at quarterback. So I'd probably look at Mike Williams as a stack. If I'm doing a tie or if I'm doing a Mahomes stack, the decision is either Tyreek or Kelsey, right? Unless you want to try that, that double stack, which usually is, is pretty tough to do, especially this week. I think even though you're getting a break on Kelsey, I just don't know that you're going to be able to do it. So um, I, I guess, it, what are your thoughts on that Kansas city stack? Are you going to be looking at Mahomes and Tyreek? Or are you going to be looking at Mahomes and Kelsey? I'm playing, I'm going to play Tyreek um, for sure. I'm going to play Kelsey though, too, whether I'm going to play them together or not, I don't know. And if I want to double stack it, I was going to look at somebody like McCall Hardman, who's $4,200, but he's also been getting a lot of steam. He had a lot of, a lot of targets this past week. 
seems to be getting a little bit more work as the wide receiver two in this offense. Um, it is going to be hard to jam all three of those guys in though. They're with Mahomes being $8,300 and Tyreek being 85. So, I mean, that right there is 16, eight plus Kelsey is 7,000. So you're looking at $23,800. It's almost half your salary between three guys. So that any, makes it uh, difficult. Any injury concerns with Tyreek? He was, he was out of practice. Um, I, I think he'll be fine. It was a squad, but I think he'll be okay. He, he, tends to have some of these days where they'll let him sit if his a leg thing obviously with somebody that with his skill set you don't want him having any any issues with his legs so they they tend to let him sit every once in a while during the week anyways so he played pretty late into the game on Sunday night too I don't I don't know if I recall it leaving the game early but yeah seems precautionary at this point I would agree with that I would agree with that um if we keep going down in pricing Cooper Cup kinds because of the way the other guys have been playing um his price went way down you know he went all the way down to 7900 which i guess is still pretty expensive but he he's kind of getting i think maybe a little bit forgotten even though he's still getting a crazy amount of targets he still had hasn't had a game where he hasn't had double digit targets so that to me is kind of super interesting right there uh, but if you keep going down then you got deandre dj moore terry mclaurin and though that is your $7,000 range. Um, if you keep going down the rest of the $6,000 range, Jamar Chase is 6,700 and it drops all the way down to Mark Cooper at 6,000. And then you only got CeeDee Lamb, Keaton Allen, Cortland Sutton, Robert Woods in between them. So th- this range right here, if I, you know, if you're running the back uh, at Kansas City Stack, I don't think Terry McLaurin is by any means a bad option. He's had 13 and 11 targets his last two weeks. The Chiefs defense has given up, you know, they're just they're just bad in every facet of the game right now defensively. They don't rush the passer well. They don't cover deep passes well. They don't cover tight ends. They don't cover running backs. I think McLaurin's an okay option. I think I really like Jamar Chase uh, as the, my main guy in this range. He just keeps getting better and better, it seems, every single week. You know, he had 10 targets last week, found the end zone, had it under over 150 yards receiving. So if I had a preference in the six and $7,000 range, I think it would be Jamar Chase. Yeah, I uh, I love Terry McLaurin's matchup against Kansas City. So I love him as uh, a bring back, you know, in, in uh, Kansas City stacks. And uh, I love Jamar Chase. And uh, I think one of my other favorite plays in this range is going to be Cortland Sutton. He's projecting well against Las Vegas. I don't think he's going to be very highly owned. So uh, he's going to be a guy in that low $6,000 range that I'm going to look to get in. Yeah, both times uh, Sutton's gone over double digits and targets. He's produced with over 120 yards receiving. So, and that's including last week. So I I think that's a pretty interesting call right there as a a one-off. If you keep going down 5,900 and below, Marquise Brown starts off that range and it goes all the way down to $5,000 where you'll find guys like Khalif Raymond, Christian Kirk. Um, this is a, this is a range, I don't know, it's got the, the classic guys who, who burn you all the time that you keep wanting to go back to and like Henry, Henry Ruggs, Odell Beckham. I think T. Higgins is interesting in there. Kitagarius um, Tony, who's coming off of a monster week. I do like Marquise Brown, though. I think the most at $5,900, he's kind of showing up as as the the main guy with the Ravens. The only thing that I would caution is Rashad Bateman might be coming back. So what does that, you know, what does that do to Brown's target share? 
Yeah, I like uh, I do like Marquise Brown at fifty nine hundred. If I'm doing a, a a Charger stack, though, I'm probably I think I'm going to leave him out of that that uh, that bring back spot, and I'm going to look at a guy like Mark Andrews. I think a little bit cheaper, and I think um, just as much production. I think it makes a lot of sense. Andrews looked phenomenal against the Colts, obviously. So if you keep going down in pricing, $4,900 and below, it starts with AJ Green. Um, in this in this thing, we already talked about McCole Hardman at $4,200. He's a pretty interesting price. I've talked about Amon St. Brown in the betting show where he's kind of like the only receiver that is left that's not really banged up. TJ Hawkinson's banged up. If you think that the Bengals are going to be up in this game, they might be throwing a ton. He's seen eight targets both of the last two games. It makes for an interesting discounted price. But James, who do you who do you like in this um, range? This for this you know five thousand and below or so. Not really anybody to be honest with you. <laughs> um, it, it, I you know it's crazy. Like we talked about a little bit on the on the betting show as well. It's just. The lines are super sharp, and DK is just not giving you any discounts. Excuse me. Robbie Anderson saw a lot of targets last week. So, uh, seven or eight targets just didn't land a lot of them. Um, he's a guy I just want to just want to take a I want to throw a dart on him every week at this point. Um, and at forty eight hundred, he's got a great price. You know, he's I think he's a good leverage play, but it's it's risky. And, and I think it's anybody in this range is pretty risky. Rondell Moore, I think I like too, because they lost uh, their tight end Max Williams. So, you know, those targets have to go to somebody else. So I, I like Rondell Moore at 4,600. You just don't know that offense, their, their targets are so spread out. You don't know where they're going to go. Um, you know, Darnell Mooney is always worth maybe a dart throw with his, um, you know, deep ball upside. But there's there's not anybody that uh, I'd feel great about playing in this range. Do you have any thoughts on either of the Rams guys, Deshaun Jackson at 3,700, Van Jefferson at 34? This game, the the Rams are big favorites in this, and you got to score points some way to get up. And you could see maybe some you know a bomb to Deshaun or something like that. <laughs> I mean, he's a guy that if you play him, you're you're all you're expecting is maybe like two catches for 103 yards and a touchdown, right? Like you're not going to, like, that's how he's going to get his points. But is, is that even worth looking at him at, at that price? Like if he's the min, I'm saying like almost, all right. Yeah. Like throw him in, but like 3,700 is cheap, but it's still not like. No. Yeah. It's almost too pricey. Right. It's, it's hard to figure out, you know, between those two guys too, it's just like a coin toss. Like it, I guess it depends on how you're, how your roster is constructed and how much salary you have left. I mean, if you really need to fit in Van Jefferson at 34, you can do that. If you have a little bit more money, you could spend up for Deshaun Jackson, but I don't ever like having to decide on guys like that. Uh, again, they're, they're just dart throws. You're looking for home run balls, like literally like catch two balls, one pass for 80 yards and a touchdown. And that's probably going to be it. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Last two guys in this, in this, dumpster diving price range john ross thirty one hundred dollars for the giants if all the receivers are still hurt he's gotten four and five targets the last two weeks if they're down maybe he's somebody that you know you can look to as just a complete dumpster dive price saving or the other one that i think is a little bit more interesting is deandre carter for the washington football team it's three thousand dollars He's got eight targets last week against the Saints. Um, 
it seems to be he's the next guy in because today in practice it looked like, I guess, that Curtis Samuel was with the trainers again, and so was De'Ami Brown. Neither of those guys seem to be healthy, and Carter might be the next guy in. If you're doing a chief stack, there's your cheap bring back potentially too. Yeah. Yeah, there's your savings right there. I don't hate that. Um, I do wonder. I, I We've talked about this before. I, I think people have gotten good at identifying those chalk $3,000 plays, and I worry yeah. that this is going to be one of them. I think he's going to be talked about this week. It's going to get steamed a little bit, but who cares? I mean, a 3000 like it just allows you to spend up in other areas and, and fit a guy in that, you know, you really just need to get you know, four for 40, four for 50, something like that. And it's kind of paying off. So I think it's fine play if you need to fit somebody in. I agree. All right, let's talk tight end. Kelsey, 7,000. We obviously went have talked about him and how much we like him. You got Waller at 66, Anders at 52, Hawkinson at five, Schultz at 4,900. And they'll just keep going down. I like Kelsey and then... And like Ricky Seals Jones at another guy at 3,000 for Washington. Logan Thomas is gone. He had eight targets this past week. Um, they seem to be targeting him. He's running a lot of routes. He played 82 of 83 offensive snaps for Washington. So he's on the field all the time. So I think right there, like if you want a savings and a bring back Carter and Ricky Seals Jones provide some pretty big savings for guys that gets you away from Gibson. We talked about how much we like those other running backs. So, and I feel like the almost the obvious answer for every bring back for the chiefs is going to be what McLaurin or Gibson, right? So maybe Carter and Ricky Seals Jones are two guys that providing savings and get you off of those guys. Yeah. Gives you leverage for sure. I mean, Seals Jones is, he's a guy I'm probably going to be looking at heavily. Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is priced 5,200, just way too low, I, I think, this week. And, and I think that's a product of they put their pricing on Monday afternoon, regardless of what happens on Monday night. So there may be some bias towards Andrews based on his, his Monday night production, but he's a guy I love this week at 5,200. If I'm looking to get away from Kelsey for that $1,800 savings, I, I love uh, Mark Andrews this week. So Kelsey Andrews and Ricky Seals Jones really are probably going to be like the three guys I look at heavily this week. Yeah, I think that that's, that's pretty good. I mean, tight end is such a crapshoot. Like guys like maybe like Mo Ali Cox or CJ Uzoma. If you're looking at like Earl Stacks, you can correlate your tight end that way, but he really hasn't done anything other than that Jacksonville game where he had six targets. Right. So I don't know. David Njoku, is everybody going to chase his, his one good game of the year from last week or what? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> so it might, I'll, I'll stay with it. It'll be a Harrison Bryant week. Yeah, exactly. That, that, and that's the hard part with that Browns offense, right? They got three good tight ends and they, they tend to use all of them. So, I mean, you can play Donald Parham who just seems to catch touchdowns the last couple of weeks. He doesn't do anything else. Plays like four plays, catches one, two passes. One of them is a touchdown. Yeah. But no, I'm right there with you. Seals Jones, Kelsey, Andrews. I think those are the priorities for a tight end. Let's talk defense all the way at the top. The Rams, 4,700. All the way at the bottom, the Washington football team at 2,000. I don't know. <laughs> I had two defenses. So last week I ended up, I, I actually, and it worked out well for me, I ended up with a lot of Eagles defenses because they were just a low-owned defense at the bottom. 
and they ended up getting some fumbles and sacks and stuff. And my whole thought process was, okay, they're low owned and Sam Darnold could turn back into Sam Darnold. So I went with that and it worked out. Um, this week, I don't really know. Maybe the Ravens, because everybody's going to love the Chargers. They're $2,300, and maybe they can get some pressure, get some sacks. I don't know. That's Ravens, were the, Ravens were the defense I was looking at. They're probably going to be a cash defense. Nobody's going to play the Chiefs for obvious reasons. So I think they're a fine. I won't put them in if I'm – I don't want to be, like, all in on the Chiefs if I'm doing a Chiefs stack. But um, – I think they're a fine tournament play at 2,800 because nobody's going to play them. But Heineke, as we saw last week, is susceptible to interceptions, bad games. I don't think the Chiefs can play any worse than they have. So, you know, you never know. I mean, you, you may get that game where they, they really step it up and look good. Um, so I think they're a fine tournament play that I think is going to be very, very low owned. Yeah, and it gives you a direct – leverage on all of the Washington offensive stacks, the Heineke that I think is going to be probably one of the most popular stacks that there is. And I, and I guess if you're looking for a bright side for the offense, Frank Clark played last week for the first time and he did have five pressures apparently, which I don't remember them, but apparently he did. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see there, but all right. Closing thoughts. I guess my favorite stacks of the week would be Mahomes I think a little bit of burrow, but I, mean, I, I I'm really, I'm really going to try to find as many ways as I can to get Mahomes stacks together, whether it's, you know, I'll stack Mahomes and Kelsey with like a Ricky Seals Jones bring back, maybe try to get in tail in that or Hardman in that with some doubles. So I, that's, that's where my priority is going to lie. I think. Yeah. I like it. I think I'm going to be, I'm going to be looking at Mahomes stacks. I'm going to look at Herbert. I think he's probably my favorite right now. I talked about Lamar, but I, I may get off of that because I think that's going to be the most popular. And then uh, Burrow, I think, is going to be one that I'll look at too. All right, man. Anything else before we get out of here? I feel like we're going to win big this week. This is our week. I, I could not agree more with that. I just It's going to be our week. Balling over beers, baby. We're going to hit. Big. <laughs> All right, you can find James on Twitter at Fitchy24. You can find me at JDiz1617. You can find our Ballin' Over Beers show at Ballin' Over. Really appreciate everybody being here. Make sure you're smashing your like button if you already haven't. Good luck this week, everybody. Let's win some money. We'll talk to you later.